0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen of the lodge. It's been a little while. I've been uh, fortunate enough to have gone on some wild adventures in a short amount of time with none other than my guest today, the lovely Charlotte Astry.
1: Hi, everybody.
0: How's it going, Charlotte?
1: It's going pretty well.
0: Hell yeah. So why don't you tell a little bit of people about what you do? Sure. And where they can find you.
1: Sure. So I am an artist slash Twitch streamer. Haven't been doing much of the Twitch thing lately, just, you know, personal stuff, life getting in the way. Uh, but I'm carrying on with the art aspect, and you can find me at Astronomical Creative, uh, Astronomical underscore creative on Instagram.
0: And can people buy any of your stuff on yes, Instagram you can. right now?
1: You can. You can DM me for stickers and prints.
0: There you go, DMR for stickers and prints. Everybody, we're excited to tell you about everything that's gone on between us going to the Netherlands, Mm -hmm. between E3 coming down in the gaming world, and from our most recent adventure upstate at Alex Gray's uh, The Chapel of Sacred Mirrors, Yes, which was an awesome summer solstice party. So we're going to tell you all about it. Just take a quick word from our sponsor, enjoy the quick tune, and we'll be right with you.
2: Or something you've forgotten. See, everybody's forgotten something. See, we left it out. Just missed it. See? See? And so I can bring this out what you've forgotten if I ask you, who are you? Well, you say I'm Paul Jones or whatever your name happens to be. I say, oh no, no. No, don't, Don't give me that stuff. Who are you really? Who are you?
0: Literally. Launching in five. Four. Three. Two one. And we're off. Episode thirty-six. Charlotte Astri. We just got home from the Netherlands. More specifically Amsterdam.
1: We sure did.
0: So tell me, it's been it's been a week since we got back. What has stood out to you about the city of Amsterdam?
1: How crowded in- it is. I was really not expecting it to be as crowded as it was, and I mean that in a good way, not like cramped, but... It was a party. Yeah, there, like, there was, it was activity a everywhere. It was, a
0: fe- it was like a festival going on every night, wherever yeah. you looked. Yeah. It really, it really was a lot of fun. Um, that was your second, well, your third trip to Europe, technically, right?
1: Technically, yeah, but I don't count the first one. I went to London when I was little. I didn't appreciate it because I was a child, you know.
0: But you went to Italy last year. I know we spoke about yes. that on the last podcast a little bit um and you and i went to amsterdam this year i was uh taken aback mostly by the biking
1: yeah the biking was so nice biking
0: around the city for like three hours was was something else because you know it's like we we spent most of the trip on foot and we were able to navigate the city really well just on our feet um but taking a bike around the city allowed us to get to places we would have never gotten to
1: what i liked was you felt like one of them (laughs) <laughs> that sounds Facts so bad.
0: Feel like one of the locals because the locals all really bike. Yeah,
1: yeah, you feel like one of the locals, and it, it, it's a part of the culture. Which, like everybody there, biked. For those of you who don't know, like everybody there bikes, and you the bikes share the la- like the lanes with this cars and everything the cars yeah yeah and bikers
0: and cars have to coexist on the road
1: it's very scary honestly well you get
0: used to it quick right i remember the first day you and i had a little bit of trouble we felt a little like uh congested yeah um on the on the sidewalks the sidewalks were pretty small compared to standard sidewalks here in america um but i felt like we got used to it after a day or two and it really wasn't i was actually surprised how well the cars and the bikes all interacted with each other like yeah. I, I, I didn't think they could coexist so peacefully. It's like oh, the, no, none of the cars drove faster than like 15, 20 miles an hour.
1: That's very true. It was
0: all bike-friendly speeds, which I, which I thought was really cool. So, what? Let's talk about the food a little bit. Oh, the food! Let's talk about the food. That was a probably
1: bit. my favorite part. Well, yeah, it was
0: absolutely delicious. Well, I, I think one thing we learned about the Dutch is there's. Much more selection from their culture when it comes to like breakfast and lunch, yeah, as opposed to dinner. Dinner was like a real free for all of anything you can imagine, from Korean to Italian to Mexican. Well, to that's Greek. what they
1: had. We could have had the traditional Dutch specialties. We did have.
0: We, did ha- we were offered like some traditional Dutch dishes, and we um, just said no. We just said no. <laughs> um, the breakfast and lunch dishes of their. Uh, country we a lot more appetizing i know we I couldn't get away from dutch pancakes we couldn't so can you describe to people what dutch pancakes are
1: so basically it's a crepe right and it's a crepe and you can put whatever fillings or toppings you want in it so like we got one with bacon and cheese on it, and it was oh, so amazing. Yeah, I got one on that was just plain, and I just put sugar and powdered uh, yeah, sugar and powdered. I mean, powdered, no, powdered sugar. sugar and syrup. Yeah, oh and god, syrup. I'm exhausted. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you're good but keep going yeah um it was just incredible the well food. The, the
0: selection of what you could do with dutch pancakes yeah was absolutely incredible i mean you could get it filled with anything you want i had one full of banana
2: mm-hmm. and i had
0: one full of bacon egg and cheese like you could literally raspberries ham sausage yeah uh like strawberries like,
1: varieties endless people there
0: were uh-huh. exactly people the variety is endless so if you're a fan of pancakes and crepes and Excuse me.
1: Crips. Crips. Did you like that? <laughs> Crips.
0: Did I do it justice? You have a much better French accent than Crepe. I do. Clip. 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 Okay, we'll stop. We'll stop. <laughs> but uh um the cheese. The yeah. cheese there was ridiculous. I kind of got a little obsessed at the end of the you trip. You got a little carried away. I ate, I ate a whole block of cheese. You Was it like the last night we were there? Last night we were there. Well, because
1: I was going to bring it home to
0: America, and I was like, nah, I'm just going to eat this cheese here the night before we leave. It, I, I regret nothing. Yeah. I regret absolutely nothing. <laughs> um, So the cheese is great. The Dutch pancakes were great. Um, I really enjoyed the coffee shops.
1: Oh, the coffee shops were amazing. And I'm
0: not normally a coffee drinker. Yeah. Um but the coffee was absolutely delicious.
1: No, I'm a very regular coffee drinker and it was incredibly delicious. Yeah, it was
0: very it was very accommodating uh you knew exactly what coffee beans you were getting. Yeah, that um, was cool. There was we were, and the people there were so nice. They were it was that was the other thing, too, is the people Except in-
1: for that one. Which one? The Salty Spittoon.
0: The Salty Spittoon? Do you want to talk about the Salty Spittoon? Okay,
1: so there was this one <laughs> cafe. I won't say the name because I don't want it to come across as negative. It was actually yeah. quite a pleasant experience. We got wonderful coffee there. Don't get me wrong. But, wait, but- we'll just
0: call it the Salty Spittoon.
1: But I was the only girl there. It was a total sausage fest. Oh,
0: these were dudes, man. Oh, my God. And they
1: were big guys serving us coffee. It was a little intimidating. Well,
0: I love that on one screen, they were all watching soccer. And on the other screen was the nature (laughs) show. Yeah, that was great. They knew their audience. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was fantastic. No, but it was really really was something else uh oh my god and the people there were so cool too
1: they were they were so chill like when the other uh cafe we went to um paradox if you ever like that was amazing um like the when we asked the guy if we could just go and chill with him and he was like yeah sure because there yeah, were no yeah. seats available exactly
0: yeah they let us they were uh, Everyone was just so friendly. I remember the one guy we met there who was from Germany. Yeah, and he started there, talking to us. Yeah, and he was there to see Eddie Vedder because mm-hmm. Eddie Vedder was performing. So, you know, we posted up with him and talked about Pearl Jam for a little bit. It was just really cool. We had a day where we um we kind of posted up in the cafe. You were sketching and drawing mm-hmm. and I was reading. Um, I mean, everything from exercising to sightseeing to going cool. to these cafes and relaxing to uh the Anne Frank house we went mm-hmm. to and the Anne Frank house was chilling
1: yeah it seriously was bone
0: chilling I feel like you're gonna hear me say this all the time honey but I the most profound thing I saw was when we were at the end of the museum and on the wall it said that it was her dream to be a famous writer like a history changing writer yeah and what I took away from that was like you know it's like well, I'm happy for her that she got to live her dream. Mm-hmm. I don't even well, know she didn't really get to
2: live dream. it. Yeah. <laughs> We're terrible that, that got dark fast.
0: <laughs>
1: but. Um, it's
0: okay. You can recover. Her wish came true, I guess is a better way of saying it. Yeah. her wish came true, but it's
1: almost, it came at a heavy price. She left a legacy.
0: Yeah. But, you know, it's like you got to be careful what you wish
1: for. Yeah.
0: Too, you know. But, no, it was really beautiful. The fact that the father of the family survived and. Uh, saved all of this, all of her diaries, all those writings. It's really something else. And it was so cool because it was like it was like a Scooby-Doo-esque hideout. It was yeah. behind a bookcase. That was cool. I was wondering, do you think that's where the whole bo- hideout behind a bookcase trope I came from? I doubt it.
1: I doubt it. You know that it came from that? I you really think, don't. Like,
0: oh my god. Who I knows, really don't. Right?
1: I would Who bet you knows? money on that.
0: If anybody knows, if anybody knows, please, please let, let us know. know. You, want to do, you want to do five bucks on it? Yeah, five if bucks. If you
1: find any trace...
0: Of uh hideout behind a bookcase pre-scoop not pre Scoopy pre and Frank. Then I'll give you five dollars. Perfect. It's here, folks. It's I on look forward record. to
1: getting my five dollars. All
0: of you who are listeners, you are witness. You are witness to the bet. We will find out. We'll keep you tuned. We'll keep you updated on episode three of Charlotte's Return. <laughs> oh my god. But overall, I-, I can't I really can't say enough amazing things about Amsterdam. Yeah. It really was a lot of fun um we met some cool people the food was so delicious um do you remember when we went to the italian restaurant and they kept running out of things things are a little bit different in europe right it's like you're more they have higher food restrictions Mm -hmm. than they do here in america so like the food can't be as processed or injected with preservatives and they need to to keep it fresher
1: so this restaurant at least i don't know if it's the same for all restaurants but this one at least you could tell that they have like a limited supply daily of food that comes in so we go in we order the spaghetti bolognese oh i'm so sorry we don't have any of that left oh that's okay uh we ask for what was it bruschetta and apps and no, no.
0: First, no. First, we had a spaghetti bolognese, and yeah. then we asked for, like, a chicken dish, or there was another yeah, dish. Yeah, there was another dish. And they didn't have that either. Yeah. So we are like, you know what? Do you guys have your appetizers? And they said, yeah. It's like, all right, so we'll sit here, we'll drink. We'll have a couple drinks, and we'll just enjoy some appetizers. And then you could take it from there. I think that's where you were heading.
1: Yeah, and then we get the appetizers, and you can tell that the bread and the bruschetta is different. Like, you could tell that it was sandwich bread that they had toasted, and like, kind of used a cookie cutter to get the shape of. <laughs> and I was just thinking, like, I had no problem with it. It was absolutely it was delicious. delicious. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Delicious. I'm not complaining, but I know exactly what happened. That waitress just looked the chef in the eye and told him, no. You're not going to let this happen to me. These people are going to get their food. You, I You're bet not sending you know me back
0: there to say that we don't have the bruschetta. Yeah. Which was delicious, Oh, by my the God. Way. The cheese. The first Again, one that came out that was on the better bread was out of this world. It was insane. And what did you just say? Was it the cheese? The cheese. The cheese, ladies and gentlemen. If you go to the Netherlands and you do not indulge in cheese you're missing out you really are where did we go we went to like a bar one night and we got those cheese sticks and i fell in oh, love those were so These good fried and breaded cheese sticks. oh
1: those were uh, we did partake in a uh, dutch cuisine because those are dutch
0: those are dutch yeah i suppose but it's more of a snack it's not like an entree
1: it's something it's
0: something but oh my god i fell in love we don't have anything like that here i mean i have yeah, mozzarella sticks, right? Yeah, but it's like there was something about the cheese in those cheese sticks. I preferred to like the mozzarella. Yeah, it we was have kind
1: here. of like it was richer. Imagine an egg roll wrapping, but without it being deep fried, and ch- melted cheese in the middle. They even give you like this Asian like sweet and sour sauce with it, and it's delicious.
0: It is absolutely delicious. And, well, you know what no, we haven't talked about is the Stroop waffles. Oh, the goddamn Stroop waffles.
1: I had at least 27 Stroop waffles this vacation from our hotel alone.
0: I probably had maybe close to like 21, 22. Yeah. These, and these Stroop waffles, um, you're so much better at describing food than I am. Can you tell them what
1: the <laughs> fuck a Stroop waffle is? That's kind of a problem, but. No, anyway. it isn't. It's
0: beautiful. I love a woman who eats.
1: Oh, Okay. Anyway, so it's like this kind of maple syruping stuff in the middle of what are like very thin waffles, almost kind of like a graham cracker, but not really. It's like cinnamon. Look up a picture, you'll get the idea. Anyway, these things were amazing, especially after the cafe visits. We definitely needed them.
0: Well yeah, we needed something to balance out all the caffeine. Yeah. And the stroop waffles definitely did a good job. And they had um the hotel we stayed at um was Brilliant! The Linden Hotel. Yeah. So if any of you go to Amsterdam, well, we actually highly recommend the Linden Hotel. Um, They're the ones who laid out the waffles for everybody. They had great mint water that you could take. And then in the morning, they had the pastries.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the pastries were ridiculous, which... That's what we need to talk about. The ice cream. Oh, the ice cream is oh really good, too. Oh, my God.
1: It was good.
0: I got this... What was it? It was like a strawberry cheesecake ice cream cone. And it was... I didn't even know something like this could exist. (laughs) Oh, what is it, Charlotte? What is it about the what is it about Europe that
1: higher food restrictions?
0: Yeah, because you came home. They care about their food. Because you came home from Italy talking just like this. And like, that was my first time ever being in Europe going to Amsterdam Mm -hmm. with you. And now I get it.
1: Yeah. Now I get it. You have to experience it to get it. Like, that's for sure
0: that's for sure well let's talk <laughs> about the let's talk about the not so good which had nothing to do with amsterdam at all
1: oh the, that was the airport if
0: anyone flies with norwegian just know you give them time to check you in what was it, it was a two hour check-in at the two and a half airport. hour check-in two and a half hour check-in and we were losing our minds we got to the airport like four or five hours early thank god yeah thank god because we were like Something's going to happen. There's going to be something about this. I don't know.
1: No, we just got there early to be early.
0: Well, it was my first international flight, and I, oh, truth, I just think we wanted to be early. That's why we left, like, right after work, but yeah. um, we got fucked. <laughs> we were online for two and a half fucking hours. There were people who... They started cutting the line because their flight was coming up.
1: Yeah, but the staff was endorsing it. The staff was like, hey, anyone from Paris. They were the ones
0: running it. They were the ones running it. anyone from
1: Paris, come up here, come up here. So in theory, it didn't even matter when you got there. No, we
0: could have showed up after two hours and just cut the line. And
1: they would have just been like, oh, Amsterdam? Yeah, come here. I
0: understand why, though. You got to do what you got to do to get everyone on board. And the fact that, like, we still got on board early. We did. So it wasn't so bad. But I'd say, really, just the airports were the worst part of the trip. Yeah. Which they always are, right? Like, I feel like your vacation might not have gone so well if the airport isn't the worst part of your trip.
1: It really, yeah, the airport was not fun. But I don't even mind flying so much.
0: I like flying. The yeah, actual the flying being in the plane. itself
1: is okay, but just the amount of time it takes to get prepared and, like, do it, it's a lot. It's a lot on the traveler. It's
0: definitely a lot on the traveler, which we stayed at both. We stayed at the Airbnb day, day one. Yeah. Um...
1: That was a project finding out where we had to be, by the way. That
0: was hilarious. We touched down in the Netherlands. We got out of the airport and then we're just in this big square and we had no idea where to go and they all operate on a tram system. So Charlotte and I had to learn the tram system in a matter of like 30 minutes.
1: Yeah. And our phones were almost dead. I had 10%. My had phone 4%. was dead. I think yeah. my phone was
0: dead by the time I we got I had 10%.
1: Out. Like we were in a great position to be in a foreign country. <laughs>
0: oh my god and we couldn't we couldn't read any of the signs either yeah. that was the funny thing but we figured it out eventually and the tram system's cool man it is it i really, really like the tram system and it was cheap yeah it was really cheap
1: yeah it was like seven euro for a two-day pass
0: yeah and you can go anywhere in the city i yeah. mean i think they had a rule where you can't get on the tram too many times in one hour
1: oh really uh, yeah, so, yeah. But like
0: but i understand that yeah because you can't really abuse the system but it was It was really cool. And what else was crazy was like, it's not that there were like these six foot seven giants walking around. Yeah. But like, I'm five foot 11. And here, like at home, I'm one of the tallest people. Like at my office, I'm one of the tallest people. On my softball team, I'm one of the taller people. Like, I'm pretty tall around these parts. Not there, bro. Not there. <laughs> they were all like five foot eleven. That's a thing. Nobody was like six five, but it's like every
1: person was five eleven. There are no shrimps in Europe.
0: There are no shrimps. Is it the food?
1: I think it's the food. You think it's the food? I think it's the natural food. It
0: all comes down to the food. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? <laughs> but what else? What else? The Van Gogh Museum. Oh
1: my God, the that Van was, God was really cool. Was oh my unreal. God
0: highly recommend for anybody going to the Van Gogh museum. I was I think the thing I was taken aback or taken away the most by was in his last what was it? In about his last 70 days of life, he made 75 paintings. Yeah, that was really unbelievable to find out. That's just
1: as a thing, what did you bring up? Hmm?
0: How much debt that must have left him? Yeah.
1: In. Because here's the thing that people might not realize, the price of canvases alone the price of oil paint that shit's expensive
0: especially back then before they could produce it so much mm-hmm. you know it must have been hard to get a well, hold well
1: then of you kind of like at, at least i think you would make your own pigment sometimes really like you would mix your, the pigments yourself with the oil um that's pretty cool yeah i think i could be completely wrong about that i went to art school i I'm, i was a bad <laughs> student anyway <laughs> moving on yeah forget about that anyway um what were we talking about we're
0: talking about the van gogh museum
1: oh yeah speaking of being a bad art student <laughs> um yeah no van gogh was amazing my favorite was probably all of his japanese works i was japanese so amazed by that
0: I was, yeah i felt like i was just i walked into a different artist's museum yeah when really went to, when we went to the japanese section i mean you could kind of tell it's his style. It's just so much different than everything else he was doing.
1: I guess that's what I liked about it because Van Gogh is amazing. Don't get me wrong, but like, he's not one of the people who I'm like, oh yeah, Van Gogh.
0: Like, like well, he, his work never... is
1: very unlike my own.
0: I was just say him, he, but you still have appreciation for it. Of work course, that done,
1: yeah. yeah, no, it's beautiful stuff. It's amazing.
0: Who, what artist? What do? You, what would you say? What artists influenced you the most?
1: Akira Toriyama.
0: Akira Toriyama.
1: Or Masashi Kishimoto. Uh,
0: so what are some of both their works? Just just Dragon Ball, people.
1: Dragon Ball Z and, that's and Toriyama, that, right? Yeah, that's yeah. Toriyama. Uh Masashi Kishimoto, Naruto.
0: Naruto. Okay. Which is cool. Which would you say that someone like is it possible that with Van Goghs and you could just tell me no and shut me down right away? <laughs> um, but is it possible that some of Van Gogh's work might have paved the way for Japanese art. Did he have oh, any definitely. In- Did he have any influence on Japanese art from his personal works?
1: I'm sure he did. Like I feel like art with art, it kind of just all bounces back off of each other and like ideas can happen simultaneously. Like someone can have the same idea as someone else at the same time. Like mm-hmm. that's a thing as far as I know. Um yeah, I definitely think that's possible.
0: Cool. Cool. Well, what else? Are we missing anything from our Van Gogh trip? Uh, not our Van Gogh trip, our, our, Amster, our Amsterdam trip.
1: No, I think we covered everything. I think
0: we covered everything.
1: Oh, and our feline friends, they were great. The Pusen Boot. The poos and how, how could you
0: do this podcast and not bring up the poos and Boot? So I'll leave, I'll leave you to explain to people what the Puss Boot is.
1: Okay, so the Puss Boot was this stationary boat on the canal in Amsterdam, right? Didn't move, but that was more than okay. And it was basically this little shelter for stray cats because they have a lot of stray cats. We made friends with a couple, they were really cute.
0: Well, it's worth saying that all like the stray cats in Amsterdam were incredibly friendly. They were, yeah, they
1: really were. But this boat, they have like they take all these stray cats in, there must have been about 20 of them. They send in about like four to six people at a time and you get 20 minutes to play with the cats.
2: Yeah.
0: And they're all really playful. They were. And they're really, they're really sweet. There's except this one, Samus. Except for Samus. Can't touch Samus, which is a shame because Samus, I wanted Samus to be my favorite. Yeah. No, was she a, was
1: like this beautiful ginger cat.
0: Yeah. She she looked cool. But uh, Grandpa was my favorite.
1: Yeah. Oh, beautiful black cat.
0: Grandpa was my favorite because he just wanted to chill. <laughs> Um, I think Smokey Smokey was playing with my shoelaces. No, it was very cool. It was a cool little experience. You could adopt the cats, and you know you you donate to the shelter when you go to visit. It was a very odd experience in the middle of a city, but it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. We did a lot of wacky things like that. We sure um, did. Oh, we sure did. did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So I think that about covers Amsterdam again. Are we missing anything?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: Well. Thank we you for having... We can always come back to it. We can always come back to it. Amen. But I want... Thank you, the city of New... Of uh Amsterdam. New Amsterdam. <laughs> new Amsterdam for having us. I was, I was... Yes, thank you, Amsterdam. It was... I would just recommend anyone who's listening. Like, it it was amazing. If I could go back, I would do more biking. Yeah. But, like, that three-hour bike trail we did was definitely enough for one trip. For sure. But I would definitely want to do more biking. All right. So, how about covers Amsterdam? <laughs> Let's talk about what we came home to
1: oh, from Amsterdam. E
0: three dropped, ladies and gentlemen. E three, Charlotte, 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 <laughs> Charlotte. Nick, what were your biggest takeaways from E three? We can go one by one and dive in. Let's let's okay. go.
1: So I guess if I had to like pick a top three. Top four, top five. Animal Crossing New Horizons is my absolute number one thing I'm most excited for.
0: Over Persona 5 The Royal?
1: Oh, but that wasn't really E3.
0: Atlas is technically calling it an E3 release, I think. Okay, so... At at least that's what it says on the YouTube channel.
1: Okay, so yeah, I'm more hyped for Persona 5 The Royal, obviously, because like I'm obviously the biggest Persona fan out there ever.
0: You heard it here ladies and gentlemen. So, you got Persona 5 the Royal, Animal Crossing. Animal yes.
1: Crossing is definitely a close seconds. Uh, The Breath of the Wild sequel, that yeah. was that blew my mind when I saw that trailer.
0: Blew my mind. Blew my mind. So, look, let's start let's start from the top. Let's talk about Persona 5 the Royal. So, what makes Persona 5 the Royal different from Persona
1: 5? So, Persona 5 the Royal, they add a new character who's supposed to be incredibly like vital to the plot she's supposed to change a lot of course of the a lot of course the course of events that happens and what's her name kasumi something Assuming, i honestly okay. don't know her name because like i haven't played as her yet so i don't really care yet fair like we've only seen that she's a dancer gymnast person uh she goes to shujin she's a first year we don't know a lot about her so nothing's really well, good to me. That,
0: right it's not just getting a new confidant or a new character to explore Aren't they adding new features like a group hangout? Yeah, they're like adding that? new
1: features like group hangout. Um, they're adding new all-out battle attacks. They're adding. They're giving Joker a grappling hook. Smash foreshadowed that. Hell yeah, which yeah, is awesome. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, we're just getting a lot. We're going to get new confidants I'm yeah. really excited for. We're getting the Guidance Counselor confidant and someone else getting another new one do you remember
0: i don't remember but okay. i do remember the guidance counselor confidant but yeah it just sounds like it sounds like it's the normal game on steroids yeah basically like they're just taking it to the next level in the soundtrack i guess there's additions to the soundtrack now because it's going to be a new uh palace to take yeah right? they're going to a new palace
1: and that's where we meet kasumi supposedly that's
0: sick i'm excited for that okay so persona 5 the royal
1: um animal crossing animal crossing i'm so excited for animal crossing they went in they really went in and you know what i like they revamped the entire system like no longer is it a game where you just go around talk to animals and run errands for them like you're building the town from scratch yourself and you're organizing everything you're going to be able to pick where the villagers live now
0: like yeah it's like you're more than the mayor it's like you're a developer you really are you know it's like you're an island developer you're gonna be i mean it's funny how you're gonna work for tom nook while simultaneously being in debt to him yeah that fucking guy i fucking love tom nook so do
1: i he it's so funny because he's such a crook but he's so lovable
0: he is, because at the end of the day, if you do all his tests, you do, like, get an amazing, like, universe to explore. You really do. Like, when you fill out your towns and stuff like that. I'm really excited for it. The new feature's crafting. as mm-hmm. a new crafting feature. You could decorate your, like, outside surroundings now. Yeah. So it's like you could have a back
1: porch and stuff
0: like that. That's right. Like. to they, they confirm that, like, my character could visit your character's town.
1: I'm pretty sure that's gonna be a thing. Yeah. Like that would be really dumb if they didn't take advantage of that. Because
0: that was available on the 3DS versions. Yeah, so
1: and also you, you see at the end of the trailer, I don't know if you remember this, but at the very end of the trailer, you see a bunch of human Animal Crossing characters come out at the end and you're all standing together. So yeah, yeah I can see that. Yeah, so I think that definitely means we're getting multiplayer. Of that some would be sort. really
0: cool. That would be really cool. Cause I'd love it if, like, say, on like a night where we weren't hanging out before i go to bed and we rip some animal crossing i can just like mm-hmm. go to your animal crossing door and knock on it and just be like yo what's goodie?" And, and we can hang out We hang out hang out do stupid shit yeah i
1: could finally invite you over to my place <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man but yeah that looks really cool um anything else you want to say about that or
1: oh just that i love animal crossing and i'm so hyped for it well you know what it is it's such a cathartic game Mm-hmm. it's such
0: a nice play
2: like
1: it's my favorite type of game like I'm really glad that they're doing what Dragon Quest Builders did with the crafting system because that's exactly how Dragon Quest Builders works you ha- you craft materials like you start from the bottom up like it's really cool and I think it's great that Animal Crossing is doing the same thing
0: yeah yeah what but <laughs> I don't know it just seems like the possibilities are almost endless at if this they point. are that's like, why that's- I'm so hyped
2: <laughs> that's
0: why i mean i know i know uh shout out to dan muller we know he's really hyped for animal crossing yeah dan um and then your third one the breath of the wild sequel. oh there's one before oh, actually go for it, go for
1: pokemon it sword and shield yeah
0: let's talk about pokemon sword and shield so who was saying it was gonna be an open world it's game? not exactly
1: open oh, world get real. it's not exactly open world you it's do like the gyms in any order no
0: yeah can't you no I'm pretty sure you could do the gyms anywhere. No, so this is why it's... God damn it. You, you don't sure? watch your
1: Ruffled Rowlet.
0: I don't watch my Ruffled Rallet. Not I as watch much Ruffled Rowlet. Not as much as you. <laughs> I don't watch much Ruffled Rallet as For you. For those
1: of you who don't know, Ruffled Rowlet is a source of Pokemon news who I go to frequently.
0: Definitely a shout out uh, if you're into Pokemon news. Ruffled rallit's definitely a good t- channel to follow.
1: But yeah. that said,
0: so there's you, There's you. you have to do the gyms in a particular order?
1: Yeah, it's Pokemon. Of course you do. But...
0: Okay, you say that, like, things aren't open to change here. Okay, so it's not open world in the sense that it's non-linear.
1: But also, take a look at the map. Like, if, oh, this would be a great opportunity for a monitor.
0: Yeah, too bad. <laughs> I'm a couple, sorry. We're a few episodes behind that. Sorry. <laughs> and, is, but sorry. go on, go on. If you look at the map. <laughs> if you look at the map.
1: If you look at the map, it's a very linear model. Like... Like, the areas are very kind of cut off from one another and very, like, linear. Like, you can tell, like, okay, this is where you start. This is where you go after that. This is where you go after that. Like, it's... Like, the way it's laid out is pretty... Like, it kind of explains that it's going to be... You know what I'm saying. I
0: know what you're saying. It's a carved-out path. The game is a carved-out path. Yeah. Okay. So maybe it's not open world in the linear sense but there but are
1: open world elements there's
0: plenty of open
1: world elements there's plenty the game looks huge it does look huge. It, looks huge it does i like that they incorporated the wild areas me too yeah i like that they at least gave us some open world because i really didn't think they were going to give us any
0: well part of the game is supposed to be the wonder of exploring mm-hmm. you know that's what made the first game that's what's crazy is like Back on the Game Boy, right? Like with the Game Boy first drop, kind of had blue and red, gold, silver, even like Ruby Sapphire. Those games were huge. Those are some of the biggest gaming maps available to you for the time. But as gaming grew, the Pokemon landscapes didn't. I feel like this was the first time they took a stride to bring their gaming landscape up to par with gaming as it is today.
1: That's very true. I think they did as well.
0: What's that face? What's that face?
1: Because here's the thing with Pokemon and it, with Game Freak in general. They have a lot of projects they're working on. I don't think they necessarily have the staff to keep up with that amount of projects. because And I think it shows in the quality of their games. Because... It's one thing that a lot of the p- of the Pokemon community is pissed about is we're not getting a national dex this game.
0: Yeah, that's huge.
1: That's, it's a lot, and the reason that was given was, oh, well, it's a lot of Pokemon and we just can't do it all with the Switch's limitations. And it's like, bullshit. Like, I don't know if that was like word for word, but it's like, the Switch's limitations, really? Like, the Switch doesn't have that kind of limitation that you can't make animations For a thousand different Pokemon. I think the Switch can handle that. Especially given the simplistic style. That Pokemon already has. It's not like they're rendering. Like guns and ammunition. And these crazy detailed 3D models.
0: Charlotte Ash you, throwing, throwing, throwing fire on Game I'm
1: Freak. I'm not throwing fire. I'm not throwing fire. I'm not trying to throw fire. No, I love Game Freak and everything it does. I'm just trying to explain the other, like the people who are pissed, no, like what they're feeling. There's
0: a lot of truth in what you're saying, and I would agree with you. I would agree with you. I, I think it is a little bit ridiculous that they're gonna that not only they put it off on the quote unquote switches limitations, but that. They can't keep up a project that they've been keeping up for years. It's not like National Dexing was anything new. And they were able to handle it all the way up until Sun and
1: Moon. Exactly. Which was like two years ago. So it's like, why can't they do on that a now? a much
0: more limited system, exactly. Mind, so Exactly. Yeah, I'm with you where like, if they really did say that, that it was about the switches. limitations. I could be
1: wrong that they said it, that it was about the Switch's limitations. I even could still, be wrong about even that. Even still,
0: it only speaks to your point that the real limitation is like what you're saying. Maybe they're staff. Maybe they're understaffed.
1: And not even understaffed, but they're pressured to, like, they're pressured, I think, from the fan base. This is what Ruffled Rowlett was saying. Like, bless that man. Um, Like, he was saying that basically, like, Game Freak is being rushed by the fan base to get a game out every year. And they can't take the time to develop. So it's not necessarily even that Game Freak is being lazy. It's just that they don't have the time or the resources to be pumping out games every year at the quality that, like, hardcore fans want.
0: But then again, aren't Pokemon sales better than any other franchise in gaming that I don't know even if they aren't right they're among the best for sure let's be real Game Freak when it comes to their sale of Pokemon games is more consistent and is uh definitely in the top percentile in terms of quantity of sale yeah so even if as they are staffed now they don't have the resources given their sales I feel like it's not absurd that maybe Game Freak should consider expanding and should consider yeah. going another level because their sales are fantastic and they're only going to get better because let's be real, you and I are not going to stop playing Pokemon.
1: Yeah, and also, like, not and for nothing, but that game Town that they're coming out with, it looks okay. doesn't look bad.
0: It does look pretty good and I like that and maybe that's exactly what they're doing and maybe with Town they are expanding a little bit and they're yeah. trying to open into new projects, which is cool. But I'm excited. What do you think of the, um, what do they call them? The giant Pokemon. They were oh, right the Dynamaxing. Them. The Dynamaxing.
1: I think that's pretty cool. At first, I was like, "Oh my God, this is the dumbest gimmick it ever." A little gimmicky at first. But when yeah. they said that you only have three turns with it, that sh- once that's per a battle. game. Yeah, once per battle. That's yeah. a game changer.
0: That is a real game changer. That's a real game changer, and it's, it makes it more like chess. You know? Yeah. The more you can make turn-based combat like chess, the better. It's what Persona Five did really well. Yeah, it did. But, yeah, no, it looks really exciting. Uh, The models of the Pokemon we've seen so far, cool, Wooloo and Yamper. I
1: love Yamper. Oh, my God. Everybody
0: loves Yamper.
1: Everyone loves Wooloo. Pokemon (laughs) community is going crazy over Wooloo.
0: The fucking sheep Pokemon. The amount
1: of memes I see about Wooloo on the daily now. Wooloo
0: is very memeable, and the name is just fun to say.
2: It is fun. Wooloo. 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 Okay. Okay. Moving on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, anything else with the Pokemon? um
1: no i mean i critiqued game freak and they're never gonna sponsor me now so it's cool
0: oh they'll sponsor you one day
1: maybe maybe right (laughs)
0: uh the breath of the wild sequel
1: that was intense that trailer and the fact that zelda's in there you can play as like with zelda there
0: that zelda's with you yeah. yeah we don't know but that's the thing there's so much we don't know right because we didn't see any gameplay right we only really that's saw a true yeah we just yeah so we don't know for sure but the rumor is that zelda might be temporarily playable because like if you notice she got the haircut right mm-hmm. yeah and the reason why um one of the reasons it's going around or one of the rumors that's going around is they cut her hair because it's easier to animate as a as a character. Oh, really? Yeah. That's why, if you notice, like a lot of uh, female characters in gaming either have their hair tied back or it's cut short. Right. Uh, You can look at Tomb Raider, for example. It's why they cut Bayonetta's hair in Bayonetta 2. Okay. So a lot of people are rumoring because Zelda's hair was cut cut short that she's going to be playable at some point. That would be so sick. It's a cool little rumor. It's not a lot to go off of um, because in Japanese tradition... Um, women cutting their hair from long to, like, short, or at least shorter. It's, it,
1: like, symbolizes death of... The and death like, of an old habit, or the yeah. death of an
0: old way, a rebirth, in a sense. Yeah. It's almost like a baptism, in, mm-hmm. in, in some regards. You see that in Final Fantasy IX, when uh, Garnett cuts her hair. Yeah. When she decides to change her name. Um, awesome scene, might I add.
1: Very awesome scene.
0: But... It... Ganon Corpse...
1: Yeah, that freaked Ganon me out. Corpse. Ganon Corpse. <laughs> Ganon Corpse. Ganondorf is back. Yeah, that's insane.
0: Like, we haven't had Ganondorf since Twilight Princess. That yeah, was over that's 10 years big. ago.
1: That's big. Like, let's be real. He's
0: a fan favorite, and we haven't had him back. Ganondorf was the first time I saw the devil. Yeah. Me watching my brother play Ocarina of a time when I was like three or four years old, when I saw Ganondorf, that was the devil. That's the first time I saw the devil. <laughs> motherfucking king of thieves
1: Poor little nick landy
0: oh it made him into the man he is today oh <laughs> uh, but i'm so excited like we it, the thing that bothers me the most is like we 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 don't know anything we don't we don't know any of the new gameplay we don't know of any new parts on the map we don't know what's going to happen a lot of people think we're going to go twilight
1: twilight that, princess the theme? twilight
0: realm is gonna come
1: oh really so it's like
0: you're gonna explore the same hyrule except now it's the twilight realm oh
1: shit so yeah. basically what they did with link between worlds something like, like that like you yes. s- you just go to a new world like there was hyrule and then there was low rule yep okay
0: we don't but that's the thing is we don't know but there were a lot of twilight elements in there who do you think you know the blue hand that was like keeping ganondorf sealed that uh, saved Link and Zelda at the end of the trailer? Yeah. Whose hand do you think that is? Oh,
1: I have no idea. You have no idea?
0: I have no idea. Some people think it might be Midna. Some people think it might be Fee. I don't know who a those people, people are. Play. Did you ever play Twilight Princess? No. That explains why you don't know that. Exactly. Um, But yeah, a lot of people are theorizing of who that might be. So, oh, damn. who knows? Who knows? I want to... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Ah. <sighs> What, what do you think... What are you most excited for when it comes to Breath of the Wild 2?
1: Honestly, just the open world gameplay. Like, just... Would like, you
0: feel gypped if they just gave you the same old Hyrule back?
1: Honestly, yeah, I would. Like, the map has a to expand,
0: bit. right? And it has to, like, really
1: expand. If I don't su- know if I would be... If they gave me the same exact Hyrule, like, with no upgrades, no new towns, no new something, I'll and just make it darker, I won't be ecstatic.
0: Honestly, no. I actually wouldn't feel good about it. I mean, you're giving us a whole new game. We want... It's an open world... You've turned yourself into an open world game, right? Mm -hmm. Legend of Zelda made the leap, and they turned themselves into an open world game. Breath of the Wild 2 has to keep that sense of exploration, novelty, and wonder.
1: It really bring, does. Bring me
0: somewhere that I can explore all over again. Yeah. Because I don't want to explore the same Hyrule all over again. Even if you do put more towns and more caverns and temples and cities in the same map, I don't know if that's going to be enough for me. I want I want more. And maybe I'm being an asshole, but...
1: I'm- no, I don't think you are. I think you're you're saying what the fans want. Like... And if we don't get it, it doesn't mean we're not going ha- we're- we're to play the, like game. the game. I'll still like the game. Yeah, I'll play the game and like it's the game. But it's fair to have critiques.
0: Yeah. But look, they probably will. Seldom does Nintendo let down when it comes to a Legend of Zelda title. Yeah. Speaking of which, do you have any interest in Cadence of Hyrule or Link's Awakening?
1: Not- oh, Link's Awakening. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah? excited for Link's Awakening. Yeah,
0: Link's Awakening looks cool. Can't wait for the... I'll- go through the Ballad of the windfish all over again
1: you know that you can uh they have a z- uh, dungeon creator in that right yes yeah i figured you would like that
0: i'm gonna go insane i'm yeah. gonna force you all to do my dungeons
1: no because then we're the- never gonna be able to solve them <laughs> 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 you're the exactly, worst
0: <laughs> exactly oh we could turn it into a drinking game
1: okay maybe we can do it then, then. we
0: can have some fun <laughs> oh god i'll make it a challenge for myself too i'm not gonna make it a walk in the park for me but uh i'm so i'm so excited Link's awakening is gonna be fun i'm gonna try cadence of hyrule just because it's a rhythm based game i feel like that could be a lot of fun um but yeah i'm excited breath of the wild too
1: no let me know how cadence of hyrule is and i might play it
0: yeah it's supposed to be fun i think it's co-op too Mm -hmm. i actually think we can play it together i think we might be able to play cadence of hyrule together yeah so i'm excited for that um my top three, one was Breath of the Wild 2, which we just mm-hmm. talked about. That drove me nuts. I mean, remember when we first got back and when I had us replay it over and over? Yeah, my I was oh going frame God. for frame. Yo, but
1: we had no idea what we looked at. We really didn't. We had to look at it more slowly, and I just wish you were doing a reaction video. It would have been hilarious. It would have been, because you were bringing up a lot of good points,
0: too. Well, because I sat there, and I was like, I feel like we saw nothing, but I bet you we actually just saw everything. Yeah. <laughs> and then we were going frame for frame, like... That's Ganondorf on the wall. That's Ganondorf in the shadow. That corpse is Ganondorf! She's <laughs>
1: absolutely freaking out. In a good
0: way. But you're right. I wish I filmed it. It would have been a funny reaction video. Because yeah. I was like, I was, I was just bugging.
1: But also, I'm glad you didn't film it. Because I wanted to watch it as soon as possible.
0: Facts. Yeah. Facts. Um, the Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC.
1: Oh my god. I was about to ask you about that. Like, what's coming out for Kingdom Hearts 3? So what
0: we found out is we're getting... Fifteen new bosses.
1: Fifteen.
0: Fifteen new bosses. Damn. You're gonna be able to play as Sora. You're gonna be able to play as Aqua. You're gonna be able to play as Roxas, and you're gonna be able to play as Riku.
1: Oh, that's nice. We're getting
0: additional scenarios, which means more cutscenes. Lots of cutscenes. Nomura said we're getting lots of cutscenes. Yo, that's um, good. Boss, we we might get data battles too. Mm-hmm. Which with data battles, basically you could pick your fighter and you could pick your boss.
1: Oh, that's really cool. And you
0: just go in an arena over and over. Like, yeah, it's nothing but exciting. We're going to get to find out more about my boy Luxord.
2: <laughs> you love Luxord. Luxord.
0: I love Luxord. Because, babe, when I, was, when I was a kid, I would play PS2. And I was playing Kingdom Hearts 2. And for some reason, facing Luxord as a boss at the end, in the boss rush at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2... Which, I couldn't beat him. I was stuck in him for weeks. I was going insane. I remember being a kid and being genuinely upset <laughs> that I wasn't going to be able to beat my, one of my favorite games. Aww. I was, I was like, I can't get by this. I can't beat this. Walkthroughs weren't helping. Nothing. I was getting crushed. And this, the funny thing about this character is he's obsessed with games. And the reason why he likes Sora so much is because Sora presents such a challenge to him. So he's, like, obsessed with the challenge. I
1: see. So you're living that challenge. It was like I was dragged
0: into it. Yeah. Like, breaking the fourth wall. I see. And then I finally beat him. And then his ending cutscene in Kingdom Hearts 3, which I absolutely loved. <laughs> which we still, maybe we'll find out what the wild card was. Yeah. Finally. Maybe
1: an invitation to Smash. Please. <laughs> uh, which, we'll get to that, too. We should talk
0: about uh, the people
1: that dropped for yeah, Smash. Yeah, we
0: should. But, um, yeah, I'm excited to find out more about Luxord if... In playing through Kingdom Hearts another time, I see that he actually knew more than he let on mm-hmm. from the start. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited for that. And I'd say my number three for me three is without a doubt Final Fantasy VII. I
1: forgot about that. Final oh Fantasy my god, Final
0: Fantasy fucking seven, baby. Yo, I'm
1: so glad that's dropping. It looks beautiful. It really does. The voice
0: acting looks great. Um, The animation looks superb, and the fighting looks like an improvement upon the Final Fantasy 15 engine.
1: It really does. I'm so
0: fucking hyped. How do you feel about the episodic release?
1: Wait, so that's official? We don't know how many
0: episodes, but what we're being told is every episode there'll be, will have 60 plus hours of gaming content. 60 plus hours. I think of the campaign mode, actually, let alone content. Ooh, a little bit of a grimace on you, Charlotte Astre. I really,
1: really hoped they wouldn't do that. I really hoped they wouldn't do that. You heard it here, folks. I really fucking hope they wouldn't do you that. You wanted
0: the full game. I wanted the full
1: game. I I don't see why. I don't. See, what bugs me is it just seems like a money grab. It feels like we know you're gonna buy this, and I am. I am a sucker. But it's like you're. We know you're gonna buy this, so. Like, let's just release it in more episodes and just charge people more for it. It's brilliant. And it is brilliant, but it pisses me off. See, I,
0: I, I, I'm with you to an extent, right? Because we don't, I can't complain yet because I haven't played it, you know? One of the major complaints you're seeing in gaming is people want the stories to be fleshed out more. People want more gaming content. I guess what I mean by that is more ways to play, more bonus content. You know? That's a complaint Square Enix has been getting a lot. Mm-hmm. It was one of the major complaints about 15. Was that most of the game had to be downloaded from DLC.
1: Most of the game?
0: In terms of episode Arden, episode Prompto, episode uh, yeah. Ignis, episode Gladio, episode... You know, most of the story was locked away in DLC. Instead of doing that... I wouldn't
1: say most of the story, but go on.
0: Well, have you watched all the all the episodes? No. Well, that's kind of my point here.
1: Oh, you get a lot more from that? You get a lot of the
0: ending you saw when you beat the game isn't the final ending. It moves
1: It moves past that.
0: This. Yeah.
1: Well, I feel stupid but, now. But yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure you do.
0: But, but that's what I'm saying is that that's, that was often a complaint is that these games were locked away and there were these trilogies, right? Like Final Fantasy XIII, Final Fantasy Versus XIII, Final Fantasy Versus XIII 2, is that these games, because they couldn't, in- Fit all of it into one game they spread it out over three with bonus content DLC so I'm reserving judgment because if there's no DLC and if what they do instead is drop like two or three episodes with a boatload of content inside those episodes I'm not upset if we could flesh out this story to the degree of like an HBO series or like an animated series then I'm not upset cuz one of the complaints is we want more from our games and less from this DLC. So it seems to me what they're doing instead is releasing it in volumes and I don't think the the future episodes are going to cost a full 60 bucks. I yeah. think you're playing like 60 the first time then you're going like 30 30 or 40 40. So I don't know, it remains to be seen, right? Cuz you're right. It's it's worth validating that you could be right and this could just be a money grab.
1: Like I actually was going to counter your argument and be like, well, look at Persona 5 The Royal. They're cramming at least 140 hours of content into this game. But then I realized, wait, Persona 5 The Royal also has way less complicated character models and it's going to be way less And time. it's turn-based combat. Yeah. Which is
0: much much easier on a game developer exactly. than the kind of combat that Final Fantasy 7 is going for. I truly believe I truly believe Square Enix is trying to change the game with Final Fantasy 7. Yeah. They did it the first time with Final Fantasy VII. They want to do it again. So much so that they gave Kingdom Hearts 3, Kingdom Hearts a beloved series, to their B team. Now, Square Enix's B team is fucking brilliant. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts 3 is, is an example of that. No, but it's a brilliant that, game. It's the Osaka team. That team is, is based in Osaka. And they did a brilliant fucking job, just like they did with Dream Drop Distance. But... The Tokyo team, which I believe where they're headquartered, wherever their headquarters is, I believe it's Tokyo, but their Tokyo team has been locked in on Final Fantasy VII. Tetsuya Nomura wants to change the game with Final Fantasy VII. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to give that whole team the benefit of the doubt because from what we saw, it looks fucking amazing. It
1: really does. And it also,
0: it's kind of my thing. It's like if they deliver, I'm fine with them trying to, a different model of, Uh, shelling out a story yeah you know so you don't have to do episode tifa and episode Aerith and episode i agree with that you know you could flesh these things out i just don't
1: understand why you can't just release a whole game anymore you have to add dlc i get it it's like a way to make money
0: it's a way to make money but also like let's not let's not act like that hasn't worked in our benefit i mean there are some games who kind of all they really did was cut content and they rewrapped it for you
1: yeah, true. You know, Soul Calibur did
0: that. Yeah. I truly believe Soul Calibur did that. If they just cut content and rewrapped it for you, but let's look at Breath of the Wild. They gave us whole like whole new fucking explorations. That's very whole true. new adventures. Yeah, that we just downloaded into the game. I think that was quality because the game they gave us originally was already huge. It was mm-hmm. already massive, and then they just they just shopped in new adventures. I don't think all DLC is bad. I think, I agree with you that their companies now, what they're doing is they're not giving you the full game on release. Yeah. And they're having you pay to get more. Um,
1: And don't get me wrong, people. Like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to buy the DLC. I'm just like, I just don't get why I just, I just love the Persona series for a variety of reasons. And this is one of them. They release everything. Cosmetics was the only DLC, right? Yeah, Cosmetics was the only DLC. Yeah. I, like, I that. like that.
0: Yeah, I li- yeah. I like that. If things like cosmetics are the only D- uh, DLC, I'm cool with that. And look, there are games I love that are guilty of this right now. But I agree with you. I wish games were more fleshed out and full. And but you know what it is? It's like some games have already done this, right? There's like remastered ver- versions. Yeah, that's you know, true. Final mix version, like um, or director's cut version. Mm-hmm. You know, so I get it. But I'm with you. I'd like to see more of the Breath of the Wild model where you get that full game and then they just patch in cool cool new exploratories. I just made that word up. Did you like that? <laughs> I did. Exploratory?
1: Exploratory. Explor- Maybe I
0: didn't make it up.
1: I <laughs> think I feel like that's a real word.
0: It could be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure it out. But yeah, I'm excited. F- I'm really excited for Final Fantasy 7. There was so much to be excited about and I can't wait. There really was. There really was a lot to be excited about. Other um, game
1: I'm so excited for, Dragon Quest Builders too.
0: I know. Dragon Quest that's one of the, that was a game I thoroughly enjoyed watching you play.
1: Yeah, you would love it. It's a I'm world sure builder.
0: I'm sure I would, but that I got if I'm gonna I, I can't do both Animal Crossing and Dragon Quest Builders. Okay, 2. that's fair. I've only got room for one world builder. That's fair. Um but what about banjo and the hero joining smash i'm
1: i was surprised about the hero i was really genuinely surprised at both honestly i knew
0: banjo was coming
1: like everyone knew banjo but i was like he's only been in one game right yeah yeah so i was just like really but okay i'm down don't get me wrong like
0: no he sounds seems like he has another cool move set
1: sword fighter y- oh really he's a sword fighter hero yeah oh no i thought you meant crap uh banjo? Not- no, banjo no
0: no i mean he whacks you with kazooie once in a while okay. but i'm so hyped because banjo came home banjo's the <laughs> long lost nintendo character that just didn't he was a rareware property mm-hmm. back in the day but rareware and nintendo had such a close relationship that banjo was in diddy kong racing yeah and banjo kazooie and banjo Tooie both dropped on the n64 like Banjo, and Rareware used to make all the old Donkey Kong games back when the Donkey Kong games were fucking good. <laughs> but then Microsoft bought Rareware, and we lost Banjo. But Banjo belongs with Nintendo. For sure. I really hope eventually Nintendo could buy the IP from Microsoft. But we'll see. We will see. Who are you more excited for, Banjo or the hero?
1: The hero. Only because I, I haven't played Banjo-Kazooie, and I have and played... have
0: played Dragon Quest.
1: Yeah, so... Otherwise, honestly, I wouldn't be that hyped for either. Like, worst Nintendo fan ever. But <laughs>
0: Well, neither of them are a Nintendo character. True. That's the thing. Um, I was hoping we'd get Sora for Smash. It was yeah. a pipe dream. You it's never so know, much- it could still happen. It's so much less likely now, though, because um, the hero is a Square Enix character. Yeah, Square true. Square already has their rep. They already got their rep in. We're going to have to wait till the next one for Sora. That's at least what I think, people. I'm not trying to say Sora for Smash is dead, but it's on life support. (laughs) It's truly on life support. There's not many fighters left in this pack. Square Enix already has their rep. I mean, look, you know me, hon. I'd love to see it more than anybody. You would. You know that. I'd love to see Sora for Smash more than anybody, but the dream's probably dead. Wah, wah, wah. (laughs) On a brighter note... We went to Alex Ray's Chapel of Sacred Mirrors yesterday. We did. And that was unbelievable. So for those who don't know, there's this artist, there's these two artists, Alex and Allison Gray. They own a property upstate near Fishkill, Wappingers, that area. Um, And basically, they just have a place where uh, I think once a month on the full moon, they did it this year on the summer solstice, but once a month on the full moon, they get people together, they do a giant bonfire. You could walk through the Museum of Their Art, which is like almost kind of like a homey vibe. It's like a yeah. little home. Um there's uh Wisdom Trail, which we took Wisdom Trail. We
1: did take the Wisdom Trail. Man, it was just
0: cool. It was just a very different experience. It was. Well, it was very nice. What was your favorite part?
1: Well, the cafe was definitely a highlight. Not my favorite part, but a highlight.
0: The food was delicious. We got a nice little meal.
1: Um but the art man. The art the man. Art man. It was so cool. Obviously, like, the art was amazing. Yeah, they're both very, very talented. Yeah. It's
0: just, it's so, it pops. How did they get the paint to look so vibrant?
1: Honestly, that's what I'm trying to figure out, too. Because, like... I can never get my colors like that. It was
0: glowing, right? Yeah. It was like ready to... Pop.
1: Well, that might be varnish, like how they get it to kind of pop that way.
0: The fuck is varnish?
1: Huh? It's like, it's this glossy shit you put over your paintings and it makes it kind of shine a little more.
0: Maybe it was varnish because it was like looking at holograms.
1: Yeah, they were like, beautiful. Like the paintings were holograms. It's like, you know, I... The, the uh, amount of detail that went into each one... I just it's unreal to me. How do you have that kind of patience to just like saying, how
0: long do you think it takes them to make one of those pieces?
1: Well, they have assistance and like obvious for obvious reasons. Of course. So wh- How long
0: would it take one person to do one of those pieces?
1: I I mean like if it was me, like on that scale? I would say at least like forty fifty hours at the very least. Wow! At that's least that's what it would probably take me.
0: That's crazy.
1: Like if I was trying to paint something, Alex. They're great so ass.
0: beautiful. Yeah, they're no, so they really beautiful. are. I like... really, I really loved the Muse one. That's the one like we came away with talking about a lot. Mm-hmm. But the Muse painting of um, the painter was kind of looking off in the distance, and there was this eye in the sky, and there was. It was like beaming creativity into their heart. It was just such a beautiful painting, and uh, oh. <laughs> that's the best way to put it. Oh. Wisdom Trail was really cool.
1: Wisdom Trail was nice. Wis- it was nice to get out in nature. Nice to get out in nature, and like, what did you think of those like bark
0: carvings of like humanoid? Oh, those statues? were really
1: cool. Those, those were impressive. Those were insane. Man. Yeah,
0: I can't. I can't imagine how you would even make that.
1: No, I can't either, because you have to bend the wood a certain way. Like, it has to be pliable enough to not break. I mean, I'm really impressed that they did that.
0: Yeah, it was... There's just so much art everywhere. Like, even on the trails, you're just bumping into these random, like, nature exhibits. Yeah. With, like, a like statues or shrines or, like, even the little pathways, right? They had those stones and the leaves, like, set up. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody set that up yeah. to look that way. Like, the whole thing was just a work of art.
1: It really was. Everything there was... There was tension to detail in every part that we saw. That's a great way of
0: putting it. There truly was attention to detail. The fire at the end was cool. That bonfire. Yeah,
1: that was awesome. The, they put
0: fireworks
1: in yeah, the bonfire. Yeah, that, that freaked me out at first. Yo, because we didn't see it coming. We didn't. We
0: thought we were just getting around for a bonfire, and these fireworks are exploding, like, what, 15 feet in front of us? Yeah, that like, was it was the closest right I'd, I'd ever been to us. fireworks. Oh, my goodness. It was it was beautiful it really was it was beautiful like it was you could tell that artists were in charge of this event yeah and the ride really wasn't even so bad i mean from yeah it was out... like
2: two hours
1: yeah
0: with traffic yeah like i think without traffic you could probably make that trip in an hour and a half that's what it took to get home i think it was only like an hour 45 oh nice yeah
1: i was asleep so i wouldn't you know you slept <laughs> the whole
0: way home i did you slept the whole way home. Oh,
1: right? that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, because you went to bed and woke up in the driveway.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. No, goodness. I woke up for Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, did I say driveway? I meant drive through. Excuse-, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me.
1: Excuse me. <laughs>
0: But yeah, I mean listen, if anybody any any of you art 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 nerds out there or any other artists listening, look up yeah. the Chapel of Sacred Mirrors. Highly it's, recommend. Highly recommend going to one of their events. It was really cool. The people were really chill. Yeah, they were all really chill people. People were really chill. It was nice. It was just a good vibe. There were people on the grass just like laughing like, like hyenas.
1: Yeah, just thinking about consciousness. Like that's the type of event this was. Exactly. It was great.
0: It's people just, you know, just Walking through the wonder of existence. Yeah, it was you know, beautiful on the wisdom trail. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but we've uh, we've talked about a lot here. We have. We've talked about a lot here. Do we miss anything? Let's 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 run back through Amsterdam, through E three, through the chapel.
1: I haven't been doing much running at all lately, so. I'm... Well, let's do some walking. Let's okay, walk. yeah. <laughs> we do a lot. We
0: do a lot of walking, but let's think of. Um, do we miss anything? Anything from E three that we missed? I don't think so. I really don't think so either. I think we hit everything.
1: Fire Emblem Three Houses. Fire Emblem
0: Three Houses, <laughs> Charlotte. That comes out in July. I've never really played. I've never played a Fire Emblem game in full, but mm-hmm. I'm going to give that one a shot.
1: Yeah. No. Same.
0: It looks really good. Have you ever played a Fire Emblem? game?
1: I played the one for the DS, which I think was a remake of the NES version, and it was really good once I learned it was a strategy game. Because at first I was a kid, and I'm like, eh, I can't just press buttons. This sucks. It's a button will-
0: mash, man. Yeah.
1: But then I found out it was like chess, and I'm like, oh, well, when you put it that way, and it became fun. So I'm definitely looking forward to having another Fire Emblem experience, because I remember my first one being quite pleasant.
0: Hell yeah. I've never played one, but it looks fun. It looks looks like the combat's very chess-oriented. Yeah. And by that, I mean, like you said, a strategy game. Yeah. So... I'm definitely into it. It looks very anime.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what very, I'm looking forward to about it. It looks
0: very anime. Oh, speaking of which, you're watching Dragon Ball Z I for know.
1: First I am. And oh, my, my mind is getting blown.
0: I feel like you should be twitching yourself watching DBZ.
1: Nah, because usually when I'm watching DBZ, I'm half asleep and I'm eating Cheetos. I don't want people to see that. Don't want people to see that side of you? No. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it could get over. Who knows? Um... <laughs> But how excited are you? I mean, you did. You're the. You're the. You're. You deserve praise for going through all of Dragon Ball, with all the filler. Yes. And you're going through all of DBZ with all the filler. And what saga are you up to right now?
1: Right now, I'm up to the Android Saga.
2: Oh. And my it God. is
1: blowing my mind. We just saw Trunks. For the first time, can I talk about it on here? You can spoil it. Okay, People have had
0: their chance.
1: Okay, oh no, that means I'm susceptible to spoilers if people talk about it on the podcast
0: yeah if people will talk about dvz you probably shouldn't listen
1: oh wow okay good so thing. good, good thing to know
0: good thing you're pretty far like halfway yeah but go on
1: anyway so trunks just got there and like i'm flipping out because he time traveled and it's like what the hell now they're going to time travel this is so cool and just everything is like oh it's Ah, uh, that's all I could do yeah, to describe every, it. Yeah, you
0: never saw this coming, did you? I never I saw, saw any Dr. of it coming. Giro yeah. Came back to haunt.
1: That was insane to me that the Red Ribbon Army after all this time came back. I couldn't believe it. Like <laughs> I literally thought when Goku like I really thought when Goku ended the Red Ribbon Army when he was a kid, I thought, "Okay, that's that. It's over." It wasn't over. And now they're back. They're back they're in back. full force. What'd you
0: think of uh, Vegeta's entrance in on Android
1: Nineteen? Or Android me.
0: Twenty, rather, when Vegeta jumped in on Android Twenty? Oh,
1: that was awesome! That was so cool to see. And then Piccolo's just like, "Yeah, he might even be stronger than Goku now." Oh, like, and the way the state Goku's in right now, where I'm at, like, I know he's gonna get better but...
0: He's got the heart thing right now, right? Yeah, he's got the
1: heart thing now. Yamcha
0: stepped up and brought him home to Chi-Chi.
1: Yeah, like Yamcha did something. Like, I I (laughs) just... No! Like, people knock on Yamcha. He does things. (laughs) Like, he brought Goku home. He brought Goku home. Yeah, like, the B-Team has its purpose.
0: The B-Team has its purpose. They're kind of
1: cowards, but but like, for good reason. They're human.
0: (laughs) They are human in a world of uh, fist-fighting aliens. Yeah. But Yamcha's like, like, Krillity, yeah. Tien, like know, Yamcha's Yamcha's is, low like,
1: tier B team. Like Krillin
0: and TN are more top tier B team. Agreed. Like Yamcha's like on Chaozu's level. Yamcha is about Chaozu. He's a little bit above Chiaotzu. Yeah. But yeah. So that's all
1: very exciting.
0: Um, yeah. We can wrap this up.
1: Okay. If you need to. Huh, yeah. I got to get going.
0: All right. Let's, uh, Let's let's reround. Tell the people what you got going on, where they can find you, what to expect from you. Let them know what's up.
1: Alright, so you can expect event probably around July. You can expect a lot more art coming from me. Um, cause that's when I'm getting an iPad. Uh, other than that, gaming, unfortunately, you won't be hearing much from me. Uh, just with my housing situation right now, it's kind of not conducive to filming. So, uh, that's a thing. But otherwise, my art's gonna take on, and yeah take on that didn't make sense you know what i mean
0: you know what she means where can they find you
1: astronomical cre- underscore creative that's a-s-t-r-e-nomical underscore creative
0: and where can they find you on twitch
1: on twitch uh astronomical creative i think i should check that out
0: check that out because you're rebranding on twitch right I you am were Charlotte re-branding. for a while yeah. but now you're, go- you're going with the astronomical creative i am angle all right, and when you do start twitching again, what can they expect to watch? What do you think the next thing you twitch is?
1: Persona 5 The Royal.
0: Persona 5 The Royal. You don't think you're going to twitch Fire Emblem or anything like that in the meantime? You're going to take a back seat on on I Twitch might, streaming?
1: I might, just because I got a new day job. Like, it's a lot, you know?
0: Yeah, no, you got a new day job. You're really taking your art to the next level. Hopefully Um, by
1: the time I'm back on here, like next time, I'll be more up to date with the gaming.
0: Okay. So gaming's on the back seat for right now. The art is coming to the front. Yes, it is. Ladies and gentlemen. Astronomical Creative, if you want to see cool designs, cool merch, and a very cool... What are you, Charlotte? What are you?
1: I'm not cool, that's for sure. Oh, Charlotte. (laughs) A very...
0: (laughs) A very cool bipedal humanoid. Charlotte Astry. That's me. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Have a great day. Follow Charlotte. Thank you for following the Landy Lodge. Shout out to the Landy Lodge sages. Good night. Good day. Good afternoon. Wherever you are.
2: Bye. And forever and ever and ever, whatever it is beyond that, what you might call God in the western tradition or brahman in hindu philosophy or tao in chinese every one of us is really that but we are pretending we are and we are pretending with tremendous skill and deception who are you